Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Live Stream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. Thank you for being here this morning. My name is Melvin Gaines, and Happy New Year to everyone with us here uh, in, online as well as here in the, in the church building. We appreciate you being here. Uh, it's early, so we're going to go ahead and get started, first of all, with a little bit of uh, music to uh, allow people to uh, shake the cobwebs out a little bit and get started, get some coffee. Uh, it's going to be the uh, I Just Want to Praise You by the Alfred Street Baptist Church. Amen. Amen. And good morning, Ronnie. Thanks for being here this morning. Happy New Year. It being our 213th anniversary. Come on, let's Amen. give God some praise on that. Yeah, that's all right. Thank you, you for being here. Years. We just want to praise Him. Amen. Forever Amen. And ever. For all He has done. Happy New Year. It's a new let's year. Here's a rumor. I think there are going to be more people online today. We'll see. <laughs> hey, Brother Roscoe, good morning. <laughs> Amen. to another year. the year off in the right mood. Amen. Give the Lord praise. free to sing along where you're sitting. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Gaines. <laughs> Thank you for being here. 
It's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. you'll ever hear me sing. <laughs> Amen. 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 There you go. There you go. All right, I just want to praise you. Alfred Street Baptist Church. That is one of my favorite songs. That is just a great song. It's a great way to start off the new year here. And we are indeed here in Akron and ready to start uh, first church service in 2023 coming up right after Sunday school. But um, we appreciate everyone taking the time to be here this morning. A A few of you were up at midnight and then I guess went to bed right after that, which was probably a good thing, if you could. Um... If you didn't have fireworks going off in your neighborhood or something like that. so. But nonetheless, here we are and we're now getting ready to get into the mindset of hearing what the Lord has to say to us. What the Lord's going to speak to us about through the power of the Spirit. Um, first things first, Pastor Gus, um, of course, will be preaching the message today at church uh, for those who are coming. So we appreciate uh, you being here for that. If you're in Akron, we... Um, want everyone else also to remember that uh, this is a new year. We have a few things we're going to be uh, pitching as we go along in the first new year. We, of course, uh, the Bible plan that we have, we have a two-year Bible plan uh, that we have available online on akronalliance.org. If you are wanting to start fresh and get into the Word and get into a regular reading regimen, then you can do that through our two-year Bible plan, and that is available online, as I mentioned, on our website. We also want people to remember their tithes and offerings because it's a new year and we still have the expenses that are taking place. There are some things that need to be accomplished here at the church, um, but we also want to make sure that we have funds available for any benevolent uh, opportunities that may come about. So please remember your tithes and offerings as well, too. If you are mailing your tithes and offerings, please do so to Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. And we appreciate you doing that as well, too. And always praying about whatever you uh, choose to give. Amen. And now let's go ahead and get into our Sunday School lesson today. We had a week off uh, uh, last week for Christmas, but we're back into it. And we're going to be back in the book of John, chapter 6. John chapter 6, and we're going to be covering verses 60 through 71. Now, this is a very interesting section of John chapter 6, and you'll note that we had mentioned previously uh, in this chapter about Jesus communicating about um, eating his flesh and drinking his blood. We gave, we gave uh, that is something that he had mentioned to those who were listening to him, but they were the ones who were listening were not of understanding as to what he really meant. They thought he was actually talking about a physical uh, eating and drinking, and that's not at all what he was talking about. He was talking about the spiritual eating and drinking. 
spiritual eating and drinking, and it's something that um, it reminds me, and I'll get into the study when I remember this, about uh, communion, which is also something we do on First Sunday. And I'm just making a note to mention that because I, I think it's important for us to recognize the importance of communion and why we do that, because there is a representation of uh, eating and drinking. And, of course, when we talk about the blood being shed, that's the blood of life that we're referring to, because Jesus is talking about uh, the importance of understanding that he is going to die, um, and that's where we talk about the shedding of blood and the, the rendering of his flesh. Uh, that's because he's, we're talking about him dying on the cross, and that is... That's a, a tough study for people to understand if you truly are not focusing on what Jesus is doing or saying here. It's a tough study to understand if you don't understand who Jesus Christ is. Let's just leave it right there. If you don't understand what he's representing or what he's doing, then what he's been saying up until this point in the chapter were, uh, would be tough words. Just for your own personal Edification. Go back and look at the earlier verses and you'll see what I'm talking about. We don't have time to cover that here today. We're going to start at verse 60. But I want you to see there are some things that are taking place here that are very important during this dialogue that's taking place in these next passages that are being uh, referenced here. One of them, we're going to be seeing uh, how some of Jesus' followers are going to have a hard time with what he's been saying. And he is going to see people walk out on him, leave him, and decide not to follow him. And understand something that we should not be surprised about this phenomenon because we have people who uh, literally may have been in church or may have been raised in the church, but they don't follow Jesus and they don't necessarily follow his teaching. And they don't necessarily follow uh what he has done for us on the cross either. So these are all things we need to take into account when we look at this behavior. We're human beings, and as human beings, we process information based upon sometimes how we want to see things and not how God really is showing us truth or reality. So let's go ahead and get started because there's a lot to unpack here, even just for this short passage. And let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer and we'll get started. Father, thank you for this time that you have set aside for us now to truly seek you and hear you speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we have no way of understanding this teaching without you. You have to show us and teach us through the Spirit. We thank you for the indwelling Spirit that gives us the information that we truly need to go over your Word and look at your Word and study your Word and, and frankly have the hunger and the desire to do so. Lord, build within us the ability to just want to hear your word more and more in this new year, where it is something that if we miss out on it, we really will be missing out, and we'll experience that. Lord, we know that you love us more than we can ever understand, and because of what you've done for us on the cross, you show how much you love us. But we thank you, Lord, that you have taken this time to teach us as well, too. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom. Your wisdom is something that we just cannot handle on our own. We just have to have this understanding come directly from you. We thank you. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, everyone, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to John chapter 6. Let's take a look at verses 60 through 71. John chapter 6, verses 60 through 71. 
And what Jesus is going to be talking about here is he's making the connection about who he is. Uh, he is the manna from heaven. He is the bread, the food for us to take on. And, and of course, he's meaning spiritually as well, too. And remember, he originally opened up this chapter talking about how the only reason why you're even asking me questions in the first place is because uh, you were fed. You know, you got food, right? You were able to get the bread and, and enjoy some fish and bread and and that's the only reason why you're around. You have to understand that that's really the shallowness of a lot of people. They don't. If it comes to eating or drinking, as long as they get their food, they'll be content. Isn't it interesting how um, at some food shelters around town, and one that I even went to down, it was right off of literally Outhwaite and 55th. Uh, they had, there's a food shelter there. And before you, get, before you get to eat, you have to listen to a message. You have to listen to a sermon. You have to listen to a message because if, if you just give them the food and they'll just take, they'll eat, take the food and they'll take off and they'll be very happy with that. Um, but that just shows you even for those who are in desperate situations, they sometimes need to be told the truth and they need to understand what the truth truly is. And I'm, I know that everyone in the sound of my voice in this room understands what truth is because I know that you've heard it and you understand it. But, you know, we're online here. Not everybody has it. Not everybody knows. And this is part of the reason why we do this because we want to make sure that people understand the importance of hearing truth. And that truth is about eternal life. Eternal life coming through Jesus Christ. Let's start reading the passage, verses 60 through 71 in John chapter 6. This is a New Living Translation. Please follow along in your version. Verse 60, John chapter 6. Many of his disciples said, This is very hard to understand. How could anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said to them, Does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? Verse 63. The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Verse 64, but some of you do not believe me. And look what it says right after this. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, that is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. Verse 66, at this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve who would later betray him. Now, there's a lot in here. Amen. That's verses 60 through 71 of John chapter 6. And so what we need to understand here is that um, there comes a point where we have to recognize that there is going to be what is referred to here and especially when I look at the comments by F.B. Meyer he says that there's going to be a sifting of Jesus' followers a sifting 
Now, what is sifting? For those of you who uh, are familiar with baking, it's about running flour through a sifter, right, to take out, take out any of the chunks or whatever it is because you need to have a smooth uh, mixture. And, and the bottom line is that this is what's taking place. And you remember, even Jesus told Peter that uh, he is going to be sifted like wheat uh, because of the fact that he was going to experience his own trial because he was going to deny Jesus three times. And Jesus knew that that was going to happen and pretty much told him it was going to happen uh, because Jesus knows all of those who truly are following him and he truly knows all of those who are listening to him as well too. Um, but this is a, a deliberate act. When we look at this passage here, Jesus was trying to eliminate those people who wanted to put him in place as king immediately, first of all. Because not long after the feeding that took place, there were people who wanted to install him as king um, as a revolutionary. They wanted to make him a figurehead, but that was not what Jesus came for. He did not come for that purpose, and he was not going to allow himself to be made this figurehead. That's back in John chapter 6, verse 15. So what he wanted to do, <clears throat> he wanted to teach those who were still there with him and looking, looking to him what the real purpose of his ministry was, what the real teaching was. It was not about revolting against Rome or revolting against the Roman Empire. It was not about taking over, but it was more about getting people to see that there was a spiritual revolution taking place. Now, keep in mind something really important to remember here. Jesus came on the scene after 400 years of silence by God to the people. 400 years. And there was a teaching that had to take place where there had to be a spiritual revolution. Because many people were doing what they chose to do. They were doing what they wanted to do. They did not necessarily want to... Uh, follow what the authorities were doing. They were doing what they wanted to do. But what Jesus is going to be teaching here in this passage, it's going to disappoint some people. It's going to disappoint people. There are people who wanted him to be king. Well, how, if you're not king, why can't we make you king now? But he wanted people to have this spiritual revolution, this spiritual revival, Speaking of revival, does this nation need a spiritual revival today? That's exactly what we need. We go through these cycles all throughout history where we need a spiritual revival. And this is what Jesus was trying to teach the very people back then. Um, back in verse 41, the men, um, they wanted to crown him king, but now they were murmuring at him because they didn't like the idea of what he was saying. They didn't like the idea that he was talking about uh, the Spirit giving eternal life, that, you know, talking about the bread and the wine. Um, in verse 52, they strove amongst themselves. They started to argue. In John chapter 6, verse 60, many of his disciples said that they couldn't understand what he was talking about. And based upon what he had been saying prior, prior to this, yeah, it was hard to understand if you really weren't looking to really listen to him and understand. What is all this talk about bread and flesh and blood? And what is all that about? And that's what people were murmuring about. 
And they were hard to understand and yet even harder to obey. Because what does this really take? Being obedient. Listening to the one who's teaching them. So, a lot of people listening to this were disappointed, didn't want to hear what Jesus was talking about, didn't want to hear his words. And as we'll see later on in the passage as we go back over it, only the twelve were left over. They were hoping to overthrow the government. They were hoping that Jesus would be their leader. And Jesus did not come for that purpose. And so that's exactly what was taking place here. And the thing that gives us hope when we look at a passage like this, when there's a whole lot of misunderstanding, is that somebody gets it. Somebody understands what's being taught. And that's going to be Peter. Peter speaks up. And of course, we have to understand that God has to reveal this information to him for him to speak up and say what he did. So, we recognize that the word had to convict. Jesus' words had to convict. Jesus' words were the ones that would give eternal life. Go back to verse 61. Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said to them, does this offend you? And he's not talking about necessarily the twelve. He's talking about the other seventy that were in his presence. Does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? And then verse 63. The Spirit alone gives eternal life. I, I need to underline this too. Human effort accomplishes nothing. Human effort accomplishes nothing. That is something to emphasize for those people out there who believe that they have this extra spiritual awakening or they think they can go to a higher plane and they think they can go and uh, recognize and, and have fellowship with whoever, right? They're really putting all emphasis on themselves, but human effort accomplishes nothing. Jesus is telling you point blank that your salvation is not dependent upon how you feel about anything. Your salvation is dependent upon believing in Jesus Christ. Period. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. That's in verse 63. The spirit gives us spiritual life. We have life in the spirit. Without the spirit, we can't even see our need for new life. Without the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't even make a decision to accept Jesus as Lord. The Spirit had to prompt you to do that. Because in your flesh, you would never do that. In your flesh, you will be condemned and remain condemned. Take a look at John chapter 14. Let me, John chapter 14. You can, you'll come back to verse 6, but I'm going to turn to John 14. And what I've learned, too, about the book of John, um, I used to tell people... I, still to a certain degree, I believe it. If you want to learn more about how it is to be a believer, then you'll go to the book of James because that's a really good summary of how to live as a believer in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. But John is a foundational book that talks about Jesus and talks about 
He's speaking all through the book of John. Jesus is speaking all through the book of John. Look at verse 17 in John chapter 14. He is speaking about the Holy Spirit. And this is a teaching. He is the Spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive Him because it doesn't see Him or know Him. But you do know Him because He remains with you and will be in you. When we talk about the indwelling Holy Spirit, that's exactly what we're talking about. Jesus, in His great mystery, was speaking about the indwelling Holy Spirit that would be provided for us to be able to even make a decision about who Jesus Christ is in our lives. More than just a prophet, more than just some great guy who lived, but indeed the one that is responsible for helping us see the importance of repentance and acknowledging that he is the one that gave of himself. The shedding of his flesh the shedding of His blood on the cross for us. All spiritual renewal begins and ends with God. He reveals it to us. He reveals truth to us. He lives within us and then enables us to respond to that truth. The Spirit teaches us. And the great thing about the Spirit, He teaches us every single day if we're paying attention. Amen? He's teaching us every day. As we get older, we recognize that we're only going to live for so long. Amen? But guess what? The Spirit's going to teach us for as long as we're alive. He's going to keep teaching us. And I love His words. The very words I have spoken to you, this is back in verse 63, the very words I have spoken to you are Spirit and life. The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Of course, the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God is the one who is involved in all of this. And He enables us. Now look at verse 64 because we need to understand something. But some of you do not believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe and He knew who would betray Him. I want you to take a look at a passage I saw in Revelation. Revelation 22. It's in the, at the end. And this may be a future message as well, too. Just going over a survey of Revelation chapter 22. And what we need to see... I need to find the passage here real quick. Let me... Yep, here we go. So, look at verse... Revelation 22... I'm going to start with verse 10 and then look at verse 11. And that's going to lead back to what I'm referring to here in this passage in verse 64 of John chapter 6. Then he said to me, don't seal up the words of the prophecy. This is, this is John, of course, who wrote the book of Revelation. Here we go again, right? The book, uh, John is a writer here. And John is being spoken to by the angel. He said to me, don't seal up the words of the prophecy of this book because the time is near. Look at verse 11. Let the unrighteous go on in unrighteousness. Let the filthy still be filthy. 
Let the righteous go on in righteousness. Let the holy still be holy. And right after that, he talks about he's coming soon. Now, verse 11, if you really think about this, this is when we talk about how Jesus knows from the beginning which ones didn't believe. This applies to everybody here today as well, too. What God is simply saying to us in so many words in verse 11 in Revelation 22, people are going to do what they do. People are going to do what they do. People are going to live the way they want to live. They know the difference between right and wrong. They know and make choices to be evil. You know, we're hearing more and more stories about human trafficking. Well, is there a more selfish way to live than to take the life of someone else and pimp them out for your own benefit? It's a selfish act. And you know good and well, these people who are doing this know it's illegal to do it. But it doesn't stop them from doing it. Let the unrighteous go on in unrighteousness. Let the filthy still be filthy. Now, we as believers are the ones that do what? Let the righteous go on in righteousness. Let the holy still be holy. That's a call for us as a church to stay faithful. But Jesus is telling us in so many words, people are going to do what they want to do. And they're going to live the way they want to live. And people need to accept that sometimes and recognize it for what it is. We are praying for everyone who doesn't know the Lord to come to know the Lord. We know that not everyone is going to do that, though, because they make a choice to live in unrighteousness. And, and, and even when you go back and look in Revelation, all the people who were still left on the earth and still were cussing God out, even though they were going through all kinds of persecution coming from God. They didn't care. They wanted to live in unrighteousness. They wanted to stay in a place where they chose not to follow the Lord. It's interesting when people, we, we talk about every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That means those who didn't choose to follow him as well as those who did. In Revelation, right at the end, people are going to do what they want to do. And we need to understand that. Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe and, which, and he knew who would betray him. And we'll get to that later here when we get down to uh, Judas as well too. Now let's go back to John chapter 6, verse 65. Then he said, That is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. The Father gives them to me. What a great mystery that is. Amen? But what do we just get through saying, though? The Spirit is the one who brings everyone to a saving knowledge, understand the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And you have to decide that you what you want. You have to decide. That's the thing that is really, really interesting for us to keep in mind here. All spiritual renewal begins and ends with God. 
We owe God everything right now. We owe Him everything. We can't pay for salvation. There's no cost for that that we can come out of our pocket and render. Jesus paid for our salvation. That flesh, that blood that He was talking about earlier in this chapter, He paid for it. Look at verse 66. At this point, many of His disciples turned away and deserted Him. Why did Jesus' words cause many of his followers to desert him? Well, we kind of talked about it very briefly early on. But one of the reasons was that they realized that he was not going to be this Messiah king. He was not going to be this king. He was not going to be the one to overthrow the Roman Empire. He was not going to be the one to take over. He did not want to, Jesus did not want to give in to their self-centered requests. Remember, a lot of the motivation of the people who were following him and asking these questions were self-centered. That reminds me, in a comical way, those of you who remember Popeye, you know, Wimpy was the character. Wimpy was one of those characters you saw every now and then, but Wimpy was kind of a pathetic character. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. That was his line, right? Now, what's really sad about that wimpy? There's a lot of folks today (laughs) that have the same mentality. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. And we need to understand that that's a self-centered request. You know, Wimpy wasn't dying of starvation. We we know that. That wouldn't go that wouldn't play very well in a cartoon if you see a character who's dying of starvation. But he sure would take whatever you want to give to him and then worry about getting money for it later. That's the mentality of a lot of people in the world today. Very self focused. And then add to that social media getting likes and clicks. We have a very self-focused world today. That's why we need a revival. That's why we need a spiritual revival in this world today. Because we know about church attendance. Church attendance is what it is. The faithful will remain faithful. The remnant, we're that remnant. We're the remnant that's left over. For There are a lot of people who play church every Sunday. They play church, but are not faithful. Maybe the followers deserted him because he emphasized faith and not deeds. You can't work to get your salvation, but faith is everything. It's all about faith. And, you know, some of the people there that left him, deserted him, they frankly thought that his, they didn't understand what he was talking about. Difficult to understand, as they said at the, in verse 60. And some of his words were offensive. Jesus will offend anyone who believes that there's, you know, anybody who hears him say there's only one way to the Father. And people will get offended by that. 
They don't want to hear that. They'd much rather have multiple ways to get to heaven. But they don't exist. Truth sometimes hits people right between the eyes. And they don't always accept that truth. Now, let's be honest. God is very mysterious. Amen? We serve a mysterious God. And we're not going to always understand. And I'm going to cover this towards the end of the message here, uh, this message here about Judas. He knows that there is someone in his midst that's going to betray him. He understands that. And Pastor Gus mentioned something yesterday during the message about allowing Satan to do what he does, but wanting Satan in some way, shape, or form to turn back. But that's, that's hard to grasp in itself, right? But we're talking about a God that is holy. But Jesus is going to probably give us an even better example here, I think, in looking at that. But God's teaching as a mysterious God, they are difficult teachings at times. We have to have the Spirit to give us wisdom. Spirit has to give us insight. And there are some things, everybody, we just have to have faith about. Amen? Amen. Faith. Faith. God tells us without faith, it's impossible to please Him anyway. Faith is a necessity in all of this. We have to have faith. We have to have faith that the words that you're reading are truth. His truth starts there. It's foundational. So, if it gets tough, does that mean you give up? Does that mean you just stop trying to understand? Guess what? A lot of people do give up. It's too much. Can't handle it. Well, is the Spirit speaking to them? They might be. But sometimes it's about accepting what the Spirit teaches. And now also internalizing what it means for your own life. It is a difficult teaching. But the Spirit has to give us wisdom. Has to give us insight. A lot of people wish they could change the outcome of last night's football game. Between Georgia, <laughs> between Georgia and Ohio State. And there's always going to be Monday morning quarterbacking, even though it's Sunday morning. But at the end of the day, the score is the score. Doesn't change a thing. You can't go back and replay it. And at the end of the day, Jesus speaks truth he is speaking truth. He was saying that to us in verse 63. The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. The very words I've spoken are truth and life. Let's go to verse 67. John chapter 6. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, Are you also going to leave? Are you also going to leave? And here's the thing. This is about making choices. I'd rather be on the winning side if I'm making a choice than the losing side. And for me, the winning side was Georgia last night. So I'll just say it 
come out right away. <laughs> Cause a revolt right here in amongst the Ohio State fans. But having said that, Jesus is asking the question, are you going to accept him or are you going to reject him? Because when the other disciples walked away, guess what they did? They decided to reject his teaching. They no longer wanted to follow him. They no longer wanted to trust in him. They no longer wanted to believe in him. They walked away. Which begs the question, how many of those individuals really believed in him in the first place? Because you've heard the old saying, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And these guys just gave up. They decided they didn't want to believe him. They didn't want to accept his truth. You either are going to accept him or reject him. He wasn't trying to push people away with what he was teaching. He was merely trying to speak the truth. The truth. And there were people who wanted to hear more. The, the 12 remaining disciples, we have to believe, wanted to hear more. And that's when we get to what Simon Peter said. Go to verse 68. Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. Where are we going to go? If there's only one way to Jesus, where else is there to go? Who are you going to talk to? Are you going to go to some Maharishi? Are you going to go talk to somebody else? Are you going to talk to uh, other people who... Uh, you know, Hare Krishna, are you going to go in that direction? What direction are you going to go in? You're either going to accept the teaching or reject it. Where would you go? And let's face it, you know, there are people out there that want to be clever and want to get into a philosophical discussion about who Jesus is and, and even talk about, well, following Jesus may not work, but you can do this or whatever it is and make yourself feel like you're Whatever, you know, it, it's, it gets to the point where people, they, people are so clever. <laughs> They'll trick themselves right into hell. They'll trick themselves right into hell. The lack of faith, the lack of believing. Jesus alone has the words of eternal life. Do you believe that? Do you believe his teaching? People look everywhere for eternal life and they miss the real source of eternal life and that's Jesus Christ. Even if you're confused, even if you feel like you're all by yourself, even if all your friends don't know the Lord and you're the only one who does, stay with it anyway. What did I say earlier? I'd rather be on the winning side. You don't let peer pressure take you out of your faith. Let's drop down. Verse 60, 69. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Then verse 70, Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve who would later betray him. Now here's what I was getting at earlier. Do you believe that Jesus, even though he knew that Judas was going to betray him, do you believe that Jesus wanted Judas to get it right? He absolutely did. 
You know why? That's his character. As much as we see what Judas ultimately did, it was his character, Jesus' character, to want to see Judas get it together and get with the Lord. And if you read other commentaries, like I think J. Vernon McGee just basically said he was just a demon, Judas was a demon, and he probably was. He probably had demonic, well, he definitely had demonic possession at that point when he, when he said Satan entered into him. Uh, well, that's a demon. When he ultimately betrayed Jesus at the Last Supper. But Jesus was giving Judas opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to get it right. But he also knew that Judas was hanging around for personal gain. What was Judas all about? Money. Being enriched himself. So he had a character of greed. He had a character of deceit. He had the character of stealing. And Jesus knew that. Some people pretend to follow Jesus for stature. Mm. just to get, just to feel important. That's why I tell you, a lot of people play church. Some people come to church because they just want, they just want to be recognized that, you know, they're important in the church. And I won't get into any ethnicities involved there too, but that's especially prevalent in certain churches around here. And we need to understand that you're either going to accept Jesus or reject him. You can't play church. It has to be real. Church is about worshiping and praising the Lord. Do you realize if you really sat down and thought, think, thought about it, and some of you probably already experienced this too, you know, we need to be on our knees every now and then, frankly, because of our state. And we recognize that Jesus paid it all for us. Willingly paid it all for us. He was obedient to the Father in going to the cross. So yeah, Jesus wanted Judas to get it right. And guess what? He wants all of us to get it right too. We're praying for other people around us. We want to get them to get it right too. We want them to have that faith. We want the Spirit to speak to those individuals who don't know the Lord. And we want to make sure that we are always lifting those people up to the Lord because they need our prayers. They need our prayers. God hears all of our prayers. God hears us speak to Him. Sometimes we have to fast for other people too. But these are all ways that we can show that we're paying attention. We're, we're, we're dying to self in doing these things. Amen? That's dying to self. Fasting is dying to self. Praying is dying to self. 
living for Jesus, knowing that He is the only one who can get these people who don't know Him to know Him through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep, God is mysterious. I'm not going to begin to understand His level of patience. His grace. I'm not going to begin to understand that. I'm not even going to pretend to understand that completely. I don't, I don't get it. Why does He have so much grace? You know why? Because He loves us. It comes back to how much He loves us as a people. He loves all of us. And what He has done for us, our minds can't comprehend how good He has been. And Jesus tells them, I chose the twelve of you. One's a devil. And He knows who He is. I don't want to be referred to as the devil. I don't want to be in that position. But without Jesus, I was like the devil. We all were. We weren't following the Lord. Before we became believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, guess where we were? We were following the devil. And a lot of people don't want to admit that. And I I get that. I understand that. But there's only two ways to go. I hope you recognize Jesus here is even teaching His disciples and challenging them about those words of eternal life and the importance of faith and believing in Him and trusting in Him above anything else. May we see that today. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Your teaching. Lord, Your teaching at times is difficult. There are things that are easy to understand and there are some things that we just can't comprehend and yet, here we are. We have to trust in You. We thank You for the faith that You give to us so that we do trust in Your Word. Because Lord, we recognize a lot of things that are spoken about in Scripture after we die, we have to get there to see it and experience it. And Lord, we thank You though that You have taught us through the Spirit that your word is truth and it is worth the time and effort to believe in you. May we continue to grow in your word. May we not remain stagnant. May we always remain active in seeking you and learning more and more. May we always continue to grow. And we thank you, Lord, for your patience as you wait for us to learn more. And we thank you again for your grace. We thank you that we're in this age of grace. And Lord, we just want to pray again for that revival. For people in our lives who just don't know you and don't want to follow you. Don't just want to continue to do what they do. Want to live in unrighteousness. We know how it is on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Some people want to live in such a manner where they cast their cares upon the world rather than upon you. But Lord, teach them. Teach them about your truth. Teach them about what it means to truly live for you and not live for the world. 
We thank you, Lord, for the instruction. Bless us and keep us now, Lord. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, everyone, uh, for joining us for another edition of Livestream Sunday School. We're back at it, and we will be back again next week for another edition. Um, Take care of yourselves. God bless you all, and we will see you next time. Amen. What? Oh, Ronnie, you want... Oh, she has... Okay. Uh, We're not off the air yet. (laughs) Uh, Let's pray for Ronnie uh, for healing. Amen? Uh, Father, we pray now for Ronnie. We pray, Lord, that you'll just bless her and uh, heal her body. Heal her. She has an infection, sinus infection. Lord, touch her body right now. We thank you for your healing power. And we thank you again for extending grace to Ronnie as well, too, and preserving her and keeping her. Bless us now, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Uh, Thanks again for being with us. Uh, God bless you all. Take care, and we will see you next time.